This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions, so be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Hey guys. Hey. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> um, so today we're actually recording separately, which I guess in like this new COVID world that's normal for most hosts, but our co-hosts, but Alex and I usually record together in our studio. Yeah, but COVID got me. She got the Omarion. I got it. I have it. It sucks. <laughs> but at least now I won't get it again. At least this strain, I, right? Is that how it works? I don't, I don't know. know. I keep asking people if they ha- got it twice, and I have yet to meet anybody who has it, who's gotten it twice. But then Kevin likes to remind me that uh, like professional athletes have gotten it twice, and I'm like, well, their mm. their asses are traveling all over the place. You know what I mean? They're going. They probably have seven different variants in their bodies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They got the Arkansas, they got the New York, they got the California. It's true. <laughs> I mean, a weird part of me feels relieved only because I feel like I was just waiting. Yeah. Because so many people in our neighborhood have gotten it. Oh yeah. I mean And so it's like it was like this fucked up waiting game. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but two weeks ago. It started to feel like, you know, March 2020 again. It was just like mm-hmm. everybody on this one Thursday we were doing um, a training and we just all started getting phone calls and cancellations. And, you know, I was with somebody who just tested positive. I've got to cancel. I can't come today. We got to do this. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it was only a matter of time. Yeah, it was like a storm all at once. Yeah. I think I'm also just mad because for like three and a half weeks, I haven't done anything social. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone to any restaurants. I haven't gone to any bars. I've gone to work. Yeah. But that's it. Like, I haven't gone anywhere where my mask comes off. And I'm like, well, I guess I 
could have gotten it while having fun, but instead, yeah, I got it from doing nothing. Well, you know, waxing pussies and doing facials. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. But that's it. Yeah. That's my Omarian story. (laughs) I think it's called Omicron. Omarian. (laughs) I thought that everybody knew the Omarian joke, and I said that to a client, and they go, wait, the what? Like, is that a new variant? And she kind of got nervous, and so I was like, no, no, it's a joke, it's a joke. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, so I feel bad. I don't want to be spreading propaganda. (laughs) I will say, recording from home is nice, because I'm just in my um, pajamas and I'm watching my cat clean himself. It's so nice. Yeah, we might have to do this more often. It is pretty convenient. Koki's just oh sitting my right God. there. When it's just us two, like when we're just doing like listener letters. Yeah, yeah. We, we can incorporate this more. It's nice. Because when we get together, you know us. We start to talk about it. It's like it just takes. I mean, we did do that we for did. 30 minutes. <laughs> it just showed point. that we've been on FaceTime for a half hour. <laughs> except we just started recording. But that's pretty good. That's better than like the it's two hours usual, Exactly. Take. Exactly. It's usually two hours and I'm like I hey, want some lunch let's go get some lunch yeah, we're like, oh now we're hungry right then we're like want some tequila let's go get some tequila <laughs> it's true I think we are actually more productive this way it's kind yeah of sad. that's funny um anyway um, yeah let's talk about our guest for today yes uh, she's very cool her name is Jessica Richards and she's the founder of Shen Beauty Um, I don't know if outside of New York, a lot of people know about Shen Beauty. I have a feeling they do. They have a pretty big um, social media following. Yes. But Shen is a, I would say that it's a luxury beauty destination Mm -hmm. um, that's been in Brooklyn for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. Jessica founded it in 2010. um, And she kind of came up with the idea when she was trying to find um, a face cream, this specific face cream. And in her neighborhood of Brooklyn, there was just nowhere that sold it or anything similar. And she kind of realized that there was just nowhere to get, you know, like luxury beauty brands, organic beauty brands, Mm -hmm. um, natural beauty brands, maybe from other countries. And she created this really cool store that now also has services. So they do facials, they do brows. Um, but yeah, they've been like around for like 12 years. Totally. Mm-hmm. You guys, this was like the mm-hmm. first, this was before any, this was before the skincare like sort of like Anything of its boom. kind in Brooklyn. This before, yeah. Yeah. But like even before like the detox market, this is before Credo. Uh-huh. This is before, um, what's the other one? Faux Lane. Like this was before mm-hmm. I even knew about anything besides Neutrogena. This is before any of us knew about not tweezing our eyebrows. This is like (laughs) the godmother of kind of like the beauty skincare revolution as we see it today, which I think is so dope. And the thing that I loved the most about this conversation is that, you know, when I when people always ask kind of about my background and how I got into beauty and I explained, you know, I went to Parsons and beauty and fashion sort of go hand in hand. These days, I don't know how how much truth there is still to that. You know, I think that beauty has become much more democratized. And so I think that it's kind of like for, I mean, you said it before in the past episodes, Alex, like that skincare is kind of like this gatekeeper-y thing and now it's becoming less so, whereas fashion still is very, very like gatekeepy. And Mm -hmm. so I loved listening to this conversation because you hear Jessica talk about, like kind of just throw these names out, like, you know, like they're nothing like, oh, I was having dinner with Bobby Brown and, oh, do you know, I, uh, I was introduced to, um, 
Emily Weiss when she was just like first launching into the gloss and and, oh my friend worked for Vogue and I told her to give me this job and so it's just very like New York fashion beauty kind of like the way that I was introduced to it back in the day back when I was like just graduating college and so it was sort of like a flashback to the way that beauty used to be and also she's been around so long that now she's you know, um, I think really helped to shape the way that beauty is now in that she says it herself. It's she carries like a high low mix, you know, and that didn't exist before, yes. mm-hmm. you know, that, that also, wasn't a thing before her. Yes. I also love that she has been someone who, when a small brand who no one's ever heard of comes to her and wants Jen to sell her products, she's just like, okay. Yeah. Like she believed in a lot of these small brands. She'll mention it. I won't go into it, but she'll mention it during her interview. And I thought that was really cool. And also because I think also in this gatekeeping industry, that is the only way to help brands get ahead is to give them a chance. Yes. You know, somebody's got a vouch for you. A hundred percent. And it's like, you know, so much is, especially in New York and like the longer we're here and the more, the deeper that you and I get into this industry, the more we see everybody knows everybody. And so you need to get, you need one person to, to introduce you to somebody else oftentimes or one person to be like, you know, nobody knows about this brand or this girl or this or whatever, but like they're making incredible things and I think we should pay attention. But everybody needs that in any industry, in any aspect of life. You need help, like somebody willing to reach down and give you a helping hand. And I yeah, love and that I think she Jessica, did that. Well, not I think. I know that she's been that person for 100%. a lot of brands over 100%. the years. 100%. Yes, brands that you guys know and love, which is fucking dope like really yeah. taking these niche brands and making them taking them nationwide and yeah it's just such a cool story it's just such a cool story she's, she's and she's awesome. really fun yeah and she's really <laughs> fun and super funny and so close to our age that kind of makes me feel like a little intimidated but like in a good way in, yeah. in a way that I like do you know I I find that like when I'm with women that I'm a little bit intimidated by it's I'm in the right room Totally. I want to hang out with her. Yeah, she invited us, girl. We're going. We're going to get some microcurrent. We're going to go hang. <laughs> She's For just sure. really cool. And I think also um, just kind of gave us a little glimpse into a really special time in our industry. Totally. In the- in the place that we live. In the place that we live. And, you know, we love New York, obviously, and so I'm a little bit biased, but a lot of New York shapes the rest of the country's, like, culture, do you know? And it's cool totally. to hear her speaking about really having a hand in creating this industry. And then and now we get to be a part of it also. Yes. And I also like that um, – this is just a personal like – but she founded Shen – in the year that I started going to esthetician school. Oh, I love that. So that's kind of cool. Just like the way that the industry has grown since then mm-hmm. in so many ways. And also that um, you two kind of saw the same thing that like you guys were on similar trajectories at the same time. Yes. That's really dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's it. That's enough from us. <laughs> you guys go and no, enjoy. No one wants to care. My voice is already annoying and now it's nasally. So I imagine it's more annoying. Sorry, I think guys. it's great. I think it's great. It's gravelly. Do you know you got like a Billie Holiday situation going on, girl? Mm-hmm. She's killing it. She's okay, killing hype it. man. <laughs> All right, guys. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation with Jessica Richards, the founder of Shen Beauty. Uh, 
Hi, my name is Jessica Richards. I'm the owner and founder of Shen Beauty. Love it. We love Shen. Thank you. Shen is like a big, I don't know, I feel like you're very popular. Well, Shen she, is really popular. It's been a, a staple and for sure in the beauty, um, in the Brooklyn beauty community. Yeah. But then not sp- for sure in like the New York City beauty community as a whole, I think. I think. Well, you're going to tell us all about it, but <laughs> it's for sure been one of the leaders, I think. And it's for sure like the natural beauty movement, the clean beauty movement, high-end beauty in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. So will you tell us a little bit about like your journey into... Uh, into Shen, I guess, wherever you'd like to start it? Of course. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. You guys are legends also, and I certainly do not feel cool. So <laughs> thanks thanks for the pat on the back because I, I am constantly saying I'm like a hermit that just sits at my house and manages my kids. And I, anyways, <laughs> um, and, and my work life. So, I mean, where did I start? I'll give you, I'll try and be brief. But no, don't, I, no, 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 no. We'd no. like to hear everything. Don't be brief. Don't okay. be brief. <laughs> I was born in France and I moved to the States when I was about two and a half. I moved to Laguna Beach and I was raised there. I uh, then went to boarding school for two years in Ojai Valley before it was cool and bougie. <laughs> and then <laughs> moved back to Laguna and went to high school, Laguna Beach High School, before the the what the is TV it called? The real, yeah, the real. <laughs> yeah, I'm older than that. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, and that when I was in high school, I just loved working and I loved interacting with people, and I've always had an eye for fashion and beautiful things. I'm a Libra, so I worked at a store there called Second Reef, and I worked five. I worked full time even in high school for my sophomore, junior, and senior, sophomore and junior year, and then the woman who was the manager there started taking me on the buying trips because obviously it was getting into the head of the customer, right? That Mm -hmm. she was catering to. So like everything was selling out because I was a girl in high school and that's where all the girls shopped. Then for my senior year of high school, I moved to Aspen for a year in between and I worked at this uh, store called Polar Revolution. And the only reason why I got a job there is because I didn't know anybody and that's where all the cute snowboard guys were. (laughs) (laughs) truth right and so I uh so I went I I got a job there and slowly became really friendly with the owner and said you know it was when Miss 60 and Diesel were like the Mm. hottest thing on the planet Mm -hmm. and I said you know magic the trade show in Las Vegas is coming up we should really go and like bring in some streetwear you don't just have to sell snowboard gear and he was like well okay I love a weekend in Vegas I'm like okay So, you know, I'm not even 21. I'm yeah. 16. Yeah. Wow. You're like, what and, does that mean? Okay. Oh, no, I knew what it meant because we went out. And so we brought, he, you know, he let me, he gave me like some money. He was like, okay, I'm going to walk the show with you and place the vibe, you know, the, you know, the quantities and the sizes, but you just pick out what you want. And so we did. And lo and behold, it sold out. And then within a year, he had flipped to 75% was ready, you know, streetwear. And the other... 25% was just snowboard gear. And now I think it, I'm pretty sure it's just a retail business and so of clothing. So when I moved to New York, I moved here to go to FIT um, for fashion merchandising management and advertising marketing, double, double major. And I, you know, did all the fashion internships here and there. And then when I was just about to graduate, I called a friend of mine that I grew that I've known forever, uh, Lauren Davis. Now Lauren Santa Domingo. She owns a 
a site now called Moda Operandi. Oh, yeah. And she, yeah, and she was working at Vogue. And I said, I need a job. Will you hire me? She's <laughs> like, sure. So I worked with her for about a year and a half. And then I got pregnant with my first son, and I actually fell asleep. We were shooting in Central Park. I think it was like Dasha Zukova or somebody like that. I can't remember. And I fell asleep on the lawn while we were shooting. And she was like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're <laughs> you're never like this. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Lo and behold, I was pregnant. And so I called her, and I said, look, I don't want to be an underpaid schlepper anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I'm going to be a stay-at-home home mom. And I remember, you know, being at Vogue, and I I come from, you know, my, my roots are California, although I've lived in New York for 20 years, so it's longer than I've lived anywhere else. And I don't need to wear heels all the time. And I remember Grace Coddington coming up to me one day there, and I was wearing, like, these really cute flat nude shoes and this Isabel Morant, like, sweatshirt dress you know and she said is that really what you're wearing into the office today Uh and so I just thought you know besides being a underpaid schlepper I also have to wear high heels and all this all day like that just doesn't and I'm not very good at social climbing so like Uh it wasn't the right fit for me um and I, I ended up styling a little on my own before I had my son but anyways when I had my son about three, four months after my nanny was up there fussing around and my face cream fell and it broke. And I was like, Oh, and by the way, everybody always asks, what was it? It was the, um, the Natura Bisse diamond cream. And, and so I was like, Oh, no big deal. I just moved to Brooklyn like a year before that. No one was living in Brooklyn then. And like no one. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll just go to Smith and court street and buy a new one. And I went up there, which is like, you know, my my ex always says, because he grew up in the West in the Greenwich Village, mm-hmm. that Smith and Court Street are very similar to what Bleecker and Hudson Street were prior to mm-hmm. the you know, gentrification. And I can attest to that living here in this neighborhood now for uh, 14, 13 years. Um, it's completely night and day. And so there was... I went up to the street, you know, the streets with my baby, and I thought, I'll buy something. And all there was was CVS and a Flight 001. Do you remember that store? No. Flight 001? Uh-uh. Okay, I'm too old. So I'm not even that old. But so <laughs> it was, I'm 37. It's not you. New York changes too fast. It's not yeah, you. It's, it's New just York. Constantly. Yeah, and I've been here for two decades. So um, so it's, it used to be on Greenwich Street. And it, Greenwich Ave, Greenwich Street. Anyways, it was this, at the time, revolutionary store where the, everything was for travel. So, like, little Ziploc bags, mm. little suitcases, and they mm. sold Mario Badescu. Mm. And I was like, well, shit. I guess I've always been going into the city to, like, Space NK or Barney's, and I didn't really realize it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I grew up in California. My mother still, to this day, from my childhood, uses coconut oil all over her body mm-hmm. as a moisturizer. Mm-hmm. And I and she never wore a stitch of makeup my whole life. I mean, she's absolutely stunning. Doesn't need to. But um, And so I really grew up with sort of this, like, natural, organic, holistic way. She worked out three times a day. She, you know, Jeez. I was the only kid Hang at on. school that had 
whole wheat bread, sliced turkey, and Brussels and sprouts. You know, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> like no mayonnaise, no mustard, no chips, like nothing. Yeah, and and I would trade for tater tots. You know? <laughs> so. So like when I came to New York, I would, I was never, I'm not really so much a, I was never really a beauty person, but I was always on the hunt for like the perfect mascara, the perfect cream, the perfect this. But when it finished, I would then go find a new one if I, you know, was over it or it wasn't the right season for my skin. And I was always interested in ingredients and stuff. And because I had been traveling to Europe a lot, I was always like bringing things back that weren't sold here. I mean, mm -hmm. we're talking a long time ago. So I decided to open Shen mm -hmm. and it was in 2009 and I had, you know, half the money, but I was going to these banks and they're like, um, excuse me, little blonde girl. Uh, it's, you know, a financial like crisis in the world mm -hmm. and banks aren't loaning and no one's opening an organic retail beauty store in Brooklyn like who are you <laughs> I was like okay so I met this woman who is now you know has not been for a very long time uh and she came with she was British and she came and was like I want to be your business partner and so we had lunch we had met through our my ex her husband we were all standing there and uh talking and they had just moved here from the UK and you know, give credit where credit is due. She was a beauty writer in the UK. Mm. And so she knew, even though I thought I knew a lot about like the little brands to bring back, she really did know. Mm -hmm. And so she sort of enlightened me into what was, what else was out there and what, you know, magazines to be reading, newspapers to be reading to find that newness. Mm -hmm. And so I bought her out about a year and a half in because it just, it, it didn't work. We were, you know, I was a workaholic and she wasn't. And so, um, I bought her out, but what was interesting about it is that it really sort of gave Shen this foothold and it, and I really focused only on natural and organic beauty products that were sourced from outside of the U.S. Mm -hmm. From the very beginning. Now, natural is not a term I like to use. Mm -hmm. And very quickly into that store, I realized that people were still, you know, people were reading magazines. They're buying by ads. And so when they would come in, they'd be like, what's this cleanser? It's $150 and just walk out. Mm. And I, and I was, and I was like, you know, reading or whatever. I realized that Bobby Brown didn't have any of her stuff anywhere in Brooklyn at the time. And I was having dinner with her a couple nights later. She's my ex-mother-in-law's like one of her best friends. And I was sitting there, I said, you know, you, you don't sell any beauty products in Brooklyn. I want to sell your products. I want to test them in my store, but just like your original 12 lipsticks, you know, your mascara, your eyeliner, the gel pots, like no skincare, no holiday launches or whatever. She was like, okay, sounds great. So I meet, you know, in a nice way. And, and so she <laughs> you're like, Bob, Bobby, I, I, made, an I asshole. made it sound bad. But she, you know, she said, oh, that sounds great. I'll introduce you to my team. I think that's a great idea. You know, she didn't say, ah, yeah. Sorry, that was bad, bad explanation. So I, um, it's all in the pitch, right? So <laughs> I, I said, uh, I said, okay. So, you know, a week later I go in and I meet with Maureen Case, who I'm still very, very, close with and uh and the team there and it 
And Maureen loved it. She used to be the president of Joe Malone, uh, Lauder, and Bobby Brown. Mm. And so we really sort of hit it off. She's a legend in the beauty industry. And it took them about six months to even figure out how to ship to me or sell to me. Because they're such a massive company, they didn't understand this small retailer ordering in such small quantities. Mm -hmm. We didn't have the connection for the buy to just be managed automatically. I wasn't taking everything, Uh you know. But after that point is when the business really turned on. Mm And people were coming in feeling more confident because they had their shimmer brick or their rose brown lipstick. And and it was, you know, again, it's before Instagram. Mm-hmm. So no social media, really. Right. So, you, you know, people used to come in with like articles and stuff and be like, do you have this now? They don't. Yeah. And so I realized at that moment that not everyone shops this, you know, natural and organic way and that bringing in uh, legacy brands or hero brands are important to my business mm-hmm. because not everyone understands niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really what sort of made me change my business model. And thank God I did because I haven't pigeonholed myself. But I focus on clean. I think clean is a very still, you know, gray term. Mm-hmm. Clean beauty products, w- organic. But I also sell ship at works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like my, my goal is for women to, yes, of course it's a business and yes, of course we need to make money, but that's not my number one goal. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if, if the finance piece is your number one goal, then I don't believe that you're ever truly going to be successful. Right. Yeah. Cause you're, you're with these women and it's such an intimate space Mm -hmm. and you're, you're trying to go along their journey with them, you know, as, as they're starting to realize they have, some crow's feet as they're maybe get pregnant then they have a pregnancy mask like then they start to get age thoughts so it's better to like really hone in on your or for us personally this is how I believe it's like it's not the sell it's not the like one-time big purchase we're not Macy's mm-hmm. so it's really about focusing on helping them through their journey at all different points in their life whatever that is totally and fixing the problem because once whatever it is like if you come in and you want only organic I understand that but you you probably have a sunspot on your face that you want gone too. Only thing that's going to work is a laser chemical. So like, mm-hmm. as I call it sort of this flexitarian idea mm-hmm. for beauty. This yeah. is very much so our philosophy. Mm-hmm. Very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you find that people are using the word shame a lot? They feel shame from um, yes. uh, companies or whatever around ingredients that they're using? People feel shame for being women. People feel shame just yeah. for being. Do you know what I mean? Well, but, ain't that the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, I think that shame, you know, you said you you hit on some a couple of really important topics. Um, one of them about like the financial aspects, right? And also about the emotional aspect. So much of beauty is emotional, whether it's how... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're we're emotional creatures as women, right? And so mm-hmm. whether it be that you actually have something that you want to be fixed and you're unhappy with that, or whether you're unhappy with some other aspect of your life and the promise 
and beauty is that this will make you happy, you know, one way or the other. The promise of the mm-hmm. capitalism, the capitalism behind beauty, I should say, is that I agree. buy this product, it'll make you happy. Like all perfume ads are, as uh, one of my favorite podcasters says, is vibes. That's all. <laughs> that's literally all they're selling you is vibes. Like, how can you sell? So it? True, <laughs> you yeah. know, and. Um, But when you're on the ground level, right, when you're in the trenches, you see what's beyond that, which is the human, which is the emotional side. But then also what you said is like growing with people, you know, and I I, I just agree with so much of what you said a lot. When we first started our journeys separately within in skincare, it was totally the same in that I wanted only natural things. But I think probably the same thing that all of us saw was that these great components, these great ingredients are really what very good products are synthesized into. These are the ingredients that very good products are synthesizing anyway. So at the end of the day, like to have an, a natural background, personally speaking, gave me a grasp on these other concepts. But at the end of the day, people don't want to get cancer and they want to look good. And so if you say to them exactly what you're saying, look, if you want to preserve what's going on and you only want to use organic things, we can maybe try and do that. If you're trying to reverse time, girlfriend. Yeah, honey. It's, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, no. And, and you know, it's like I, it's, I think a lot of it also is that the, the consumer is generally uneducated. Yes. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in a, in a very serious way, like just because you read about it in – xyz magazine or on xyz blog doesn't mean that that's the truth mm-hmm. right yes so you need to find out what's important to you and own that and like just because your friend said this fixed her acne not gonna fix yours too totally. right we all eat different our bodies are different like it's just not reality and then to the point of ingredients when people come in you know there's not a lot and I say education and it really was when I first opened it was around parabens and it's like well did you know that there's plant-derived parabens too and they stabilize the products and that you need some you need a stabilizer in there otherwise it's going to grow mold Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you don't want that either or they're like this has dimethicone in it and my response is it is true Mm -hmm. but it has because I always ask brands when I see dimethicone or some ingredient in there, which I really shy away from, what's the percentage? And they'll tell me because I'm not publicizing it. And it has 0.01%. And it's like in this tiny little jar, like all it is is the slip yeah. and the way it feels on your hand. That's that on your little face. is Your skin is your largest organ, right? You have a whole body. Yeah. So like let's focus on like the whole body. Yeah. And like use that 0.01% of dimethicone on your face since you like it. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's that sort of, you know, and it's that fear mongering, that yes. shaming that totally. they're feeling. It's all, you know, just the way that different skincare products or ingredients will be trendy. Same goes for like the ones that are bad. That becomes yes. trendy. Like yes. it's trendy to not use parabens or yeah. it's trendy to totally. not use silicones. Yeah. Or it's so. silicone. Yeah. Like it, it's so wild or just how people and it's like it's interesting because the consumers are not always very educated but then they are but like not enough so it's like they know something but they don't really know the full story yeah and they don't want to hear you or listen to you right they don't want to ask they they know and it's you know i mean false information 
false information is the well look at the world today um i won't i won't get political but um because who knows what side is true right yeah um but i i i what was i gonna say i lost my train of thought silicones well it's that oh I, well, I not, to, not to grab your train of thought, but maybe it'll come back to you yeah. when I start talking. <laughs> Please, talk away. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is that, you know, I, I say this all the time, is that the beauty industry, people are uneducated by design. It's not a flaw. Why, if you knew exactly what your skin needed, you wouldn't go and buy $500 in different creams because you would know exactly what cream worked and what you needed, right? And so it's by design, but then also exactly to what Alex was saying is like, because there's no information it's like internet sleuths are out there fine like you know everybody's now a spy or like a spy everybody's like now like a, a chemist not a spy cancel culture a chemist yeah. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Every, every, well, Yes, and that I is mean, cancel culture also. It's like, stop, use exactly what you're saying. No dimethicone. It's like, girl, I want a yeah, primer. I want there, some dimethicone yeah. in my primer. Please. Yeah, same. <laughs> Please. I mean, there is, there, is this, there is this cancel culture around everything, like around ingredients, right? Also around just packaging, right? Like, it takes a long time to fix those. Or, for example... I think it was NARS, if I'm recalling correctly, years ago, that they came after saying that they tested on animals. And it's like, I'm sorry, but that's actually every single beauty product being sold in China. It's not just them. That was the law mm. up until last year. So you're singling one company out, but every single company in order to sell on the ground in China had to test their products on animals. Mm. It's a completely different testing market. So like, that's not, you know, that's what I mean about yeah. cancel cultures. It's like, you don't have a, a wide enough view. Yeah. And for, and I, I really worry about the clients who come in with that education and they don't want to listen to you. Cause then they're the ones who don't buy the right product yeah. because they just, they know. And, and, and I feel like our, our clientele really trusts us and you know relies on us for authority i would say oh i know what i was going to say when years ago i used to say people would say to me how long do clients spend in your store and i said i don't know like half an hour and they said no way no one spends that long in a beauty store hmm. and i said okay well i swear <laughs> they do maybe more okay and so then in our new store that we just opened, I uh, put a traffic counter in there. And lo and behold, the average time a shopper is in there is 33 minutes. Wow. That's great. That's a long time. Yeah. Because you guys are talking to them and educating them and answering questions. And yeah. That's exactly right. You know, and we just moved. So I've been open, God, for so long. But I moved. I was supposed to open my new store at the end of april and last year what year is it anyways <laughs> i know honestly. and then and then we had to move it and open in september but you know it's um when did you first open 2010 wow okay long times that's a that's a three lifetimes in new york city uh retail um, yeah, language. That's world. awesome. That's incredible. I know. I remember years. I was wow. eleven years. I remember this is going to really throw it back. So I was at a friend's wedding in two thousand and nine, and yeah, because I just had my son, and I decided that I was going to do this company, and I was sitting next to um, Emily Weiss from Into the Gloss, and she goes, "I heard you're opening a beauty store." Maria was telling me you're opening a beauty store. I said, "I am." 
And she said, oh, my God, that's awesome. We should chat. I'm starting a beauty blog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I mean, it's that long ago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what's so insane about it. And, and you know, also that just the transition from organic and natural to, you know, not having any services to having to turn my office into a tree, you know, to doing brows and facials on the floor with a chair that went back to turning my office into a, into a treatment room to then renovating and having two. And now in this new store, we have four and it's much more, um, who I think Shen really has been from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, how long were you a retail store before you started also offering treatments? Oh my God. I thought you were going to say an online store. Um, we started offering, everyone kept asking brows, you know, it's the neighborhood started changing. So about after like a year and a half of being opened, all of a sudden the neighborhood was like rapidly changing. And these women were coming and saying, I need to get brows. I need to get a facial. Where do I go? And I kept sending them into the city. And I'm like, why am I doing this? That's why I opened this store. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, so, legit but I, the same. The well, same here. Yeah. 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 But I wouldn't get my aesthetics license. But it was the same. I was just like, why am I sending money out the door? This is kind of ridiculous. But it's it's interesting because they, they go hand in hand. And I, I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but I think that, like, I opened here in 2014, and then it was like a year. No. In 2014, but I started, no, it must have been 2015, because then I went to school in 2016. So my point is that, and it was the same thing. The neighborhood started changing. People started asking about um, treatments. And I think that here specifically, it was the um, popularity of skincare had really started to take off, do you know? And I think you were, like a little on the earlier side of like the precipice. A little. Yeah. I was the first. My competition. Yeah. Bitch, I was the first. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was no There's nothing migraine, else. No filet, no detox market. Yeah. No nothing. Yeah. The only people in the business were that I would say were my competition, which were not my competition. Yeah. Was Barney's. Yeah. And um, Fred Siegel in LA. Yeah. Like yeah. there was no one. Yeah. No one. So when everyone starts <laughs> coming out saying they're first, I'm sitting here like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I hadn't, I definitely did not know you've been open that long. I maybe found out about Shen like six or seven years ago. Even though I've been in the industry like 10 years, but I was also like a broke esthetician up until like six or seven years right. ago. So I wouldn't have even known about like that part of skincare, you know, like more high yeah. end. Right. That's kind of what I mean is like you were before people said before the culture, before the zeitgeist really took a hold of, yeah. of skincare. You were in the. We age. were written about in the zeitgeist. That's how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> but like for me growing up and for a lot of people that are our, that are our clients and that are our age, like skincare was just like something that like rich ladies did. And I wasn't rich nor that I know any rich lady so I didn't know anything right. about skincare and I think that we're living through like the gold tell me if I'm wrong since you're the the godmother obviously <laughs> but I think that we're living through the golden age of skincare honestly and that like the clients people are just interested young people really want this information they really want to get facials they're educating themselves they're sending themselves to esthetician school we were just talking to our rep and she was like schools are turning girls away because they're well, so thank full because they're hard to find. They're hard to Listen. find. Send, send, I send them over here. Listen. Exactly. I cannot believe, I, this doesn't have to air, but the fucking, some of the dum-dums the that I went to school with and that I've worked with at past jobs, 
it's very disturbing the to me. The dum-dums that come here and try and get a job. Don't even get me started on that because that is like, I want Bad. to start a podcast on that alone. Yeah. Um, the younger, I don't get it. <laughs> I've worked since I was 13. Like yeah. even my parents, they're always like, you still owe us for the lemonade stand. You clear $500 that week. And I'm like, yeah, that was your fucking investment in my business. Thanks very much. So that I could eventually you know, move out of your home. Okay. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was clearing like five, I would make bracelets. I would, you know, but also I would make them take me to the bead store and take me to the grocery store. And they never got back there. They were in, um, investors. No, we, we started doing services and it was brows first, really. And then people were asking for facials, and so we were like, and, you know, I was traveling to Europe all the time, so I was like, we should just do it like they do, where the chair goes back in the middle of the store, like, and I would say it was probably about two and a half years in. Yeah. So yeah. how um, how did you go about, like, finding your first estheticians? Well, I had a girl who I had hired as my manager, and she had moved here from Oregon or something. And we were talking one day, and she said, you know, I do brows. Like, a client had walked out. And I'm like, oh, you do? I've always wanted a brow person in here. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, do my brows. So she did my brows. And I'm like, oh, my God, your work is really good. And then I went on her, you know, she was like, well, look at the website. Because there was no, I don't even think Instagram was existing then even. I don't know. And I went. And they were, like, the biggest, I think it was Oregon. Maybe it was Washington State. Anyways, so then she um, she left shortly thereafter and moved home mm. and I had this whole section set up and then this beautiful little girl well, not little she's older than me but walked <laughs> in and we started talking and she was an esthetician down the road and I said oh I had a brow girl she was working here but she moved back and now I have the whole setup and she goes oh my god I would love to work here I said well you're a little close like I don't want to take over anyone's business. That's not fair. And you work there. And I don't believe in like stealing clients. Like there's enough love to go around. Mm -hmm. And, and if you don't want to shop with me, don't shop with me. You know, like I, I it's fine. We're not for everybody. Totally. And so, and I don't mean that in like a, an ego way. No, I mean, it in like a, if, if you're not happy with us, that's totally fine. You know? Yep. Yeah. So, Look, we get it. There's 7 million people in this city. Somebody else will be here. It's fine. Yeah, and, you know, some people are just angry. <laughs> angry to be angry. That's a fact. So, so, I, so she said, well, let me talk to my boss. I said, okay. So she came down two days a week, and I said, you can only do brows. You know, I don't, I don't want to – I knew the woman vaguely, but I knew her. I said, I really don't want to have any issues. Like, I live in the neighborhood. I have kids. I just don't want to do that. So then she ended up leaving. That was like a year and a half later and came on full time. And I said, under no circumstances are any of your pre-facial clients allowed to get a facial here for at least six months that you were doing mm -hmm. facials over there. At least, like, give the women six yeah. months over there, you know, that I felt like that was fair. Trying to be fair. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. But yeah, so I don't know. I just feel like, you know, we... You know, Shen is a place of sort of discovery. I mean... We've launched, let's see, I was the first retailer for Kosas, or I'm sorry, for Ilya, mm. that came first. She walked, Sasha walked in, she had these six lipsticks. I said, I'll take six of each on consignment. So I had 36 lipsticks, sold out in a week. I was nice. like, okay, wow. this brand is going to work. Um, I was the first retailer for RMS, Rosemary and I like launched our brands basically at the exact same time. Um we're still very close. The first retailer for Kosas. Mm. You have an eye for like know. these smaller There's brands so that have now become still small but very popular. Yeah. Yeah, I was the first retailer for Youth to the People too. Which oh, wow. Like, yeah, and they just sold to L'Oreal. And I, wow. Oh, I didn't know I that. Texting, I should have figured. I was text just last week they did. I was text two weeks ago. I was texting with them and I said, congratulations, I'm so proud. And they were like, we were sitting there saying, oh, thanks, Jess, we were her first store. And I was like, dude, you guys did it. Like, yeah. you know, just because, because it's hard to work with vendors too, you know, like sometimes they don't have money for sampling, clients get irritated, you know, like these are small brands who are just trying to launch and like get mm -hmm. their foot, get their feet grounded like yes. and the sachets and the sampling and the testers and stuff it's it's challenging to work with smaller brands I would say but mm -hmm. that's where my passion is like and I don't look at it from a typical beauty perspective either I think which makes Shen more unique I look at it from a fashion perspe perspective mm -hmm. because I'm still although I have a gajillion beauty products around my house and I try everything I'm not a beauty addict mm -hmm. right like and And I don't watch all those TikTok videos to find out how to shave my face. I mean, all that stuff is mm -hmm. bad. But although I do get obsessed with the pimple popper, like, <laughs> I should have been an esthetician. But, like, you know, I, I love to find new brands and tell their story with them and promote them and, you know, truly helping women because I find that women say help other women. And I think that when they get to the top, they actually don't. I think that they're so nervous that they're going to lose their foothold at the top that they push other people down. There's mm -hmm. only a few women who I've really experienced in business. One, Maureen. The other one, Alana Drell-Ziffer. Um, there's been a few. Carrie um, from Cherry Bomb. Uh, there's been a few, of, like a handful of them, I would say, probably 10 out of all of them. But most of the time, they don't really want to help you. 
They mm-hmm. say they do, and they act like they do, but there's not a lot of follow-through, or and it's a bummer. So I always try and, like, ban all these women together, and, mm-hmm. like, or men, you know? But I mm-hmm. I love what I do, and I love connecting with, with my vendors and then seeing them, you know, succeed. Yeah. I, I mean, certainly you've sounds like you've been right place, right time, right mindset, you know, just right... Like you had your finger mm-hmm. on the pulse, you know, like the maybe a little too early. Maybe well, I should have been like the follow up. No, nah. somebody's got to be first, you know, so it's really yeah. I mean, it's awesome to hear you tell these anecdotes about sitting next to Emily Weiss before she launches into the gloss. And like now we see glossy like that's awesome. And you were right. And you're also helping hand in hand these other incredible brands that we all Give like, them a chance. Like, yeah. you gave a lot of brands every, a chance. Every that... brand that you just named are, are ones that we all love, you know, and, like, things that people follow and they become, like, cult classics. So that's, like, I'm, that's so cool. And that's it's awesome. important. Yeah, you know, we know all, like, the time and energy that these smaller brands put in, all the money they put in. Mm-hmm. And if no one gives them a chance, I mean, that all just, that must fucking suck. So. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. But I think nowadays it's like they turn them out so quick that it's like, you know, I don't know if you've read Rachel Sturgut's article in the New York Times, can celebrities please stop making more more beauty brands please or something? Stop. I forget the headline. And I, I messaged her, I was like, Fuck yes! Thank God somebody wrote about it. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I, I remember agree. we had a listener write in a question about like J Lo's mm-hmm. skincare brand. About oh, she bought the serum and she wanted to know what we thought about it, and we didn't know shit about it. So we did our research. We looked no, at the she ingredients. Had a skincare brand. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know. Yeah, you don't need to know about yeah. it. <laughs> and we, I looked into the ingredients in the serum, and I don't remember specifics, but I remember being like, so I, I don't want to talk shit especially don't want to talk shit on JLo, but there is not one ingredient in this product that can do anything, at least not what it's claiming to do. And I'm just like, but it doesn't matter because she'll probably sell a shit the, ton of all of like, I love it. It feels well, so great and it smells lovely. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she also said she doesn't get any work done to her face. Girl, that's just not true. Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, she's possible, gorgeous, so I'll take what she's having. But it's interesting same. you say that because I'm launching a brand by Heller High, High Water. It will launch. Your that's own brand? Awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, finally. I've oh my been God, that's batting awesome. around this idea forever. And I have two kids and I, I got a divorce and I did three, four other companies beauty for so long. And so I moved the store and I'm now only doing like little consultancies here and there. And so I'm building my own brand. And the first I went to meet with, you know, four or five different labs. And I said, okay, here's my brief of what I want. And I kid you not. Five out of five, like if it was five labs or four labs, they all sent back products. And I said, uh, where are the actives in this? Like in the inky, right? In the IL list. Like, I don't understand where the actives are. And they're like, oh, it's just marketing. And I was like, uh, no. Every oh single God. lab, there was wow. not one active in it. Now, the formula was super cheap. It was like 10 cents to fill, you know a 20 ounce bottle of water mm-hmm. but I mean oh my god so I mean that's what all these are right yeah. they're all the yeah. same thing yeah. labeled and different and all their money goes to marketing yeah it's a shame too yeah. because people just, aren't dude, they don't know look you just told me what I already Listen, know I know you know because like... you carry Environ so you understand 
Shen and the mom. I didn't know you carried environment. Yeah. I've actually never yes. been to Shen. Yeah. I'm just a creeper on the internet. I know, I know. So I I know what you carry. Me neither. Look at your well, you bougie well, girl. I'm only recently bougie. I'm yeah, only yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just coming up. We're just coming up, all right? We couldn't afford I'm it before. Where would you look at me? I left my house, but here are that's in bougie Normally. prices. <laughs> now we're here. Now no. we're here. Now I get it. No, no, no. We're here now and we can do it. We've always sold stuff. But, well, it's funny because a woman was in the other day who runs a bank. A bank. Like, I've known this woman a long time. And she goes, you just have everything in here. You the people, MBR. You sell a serum that's $2,200 and a serum that's $30. And I'm like, yeah, and they're both great. And she's like, no way. And I was like. They're great for different people at different phases of their life with different skin types. A hundred percent. They're both great. Yeah. And she was like, so you're like the high low of fashion, of beauty, like yeah. fashion, like Celine and Zara. And I was like, sure. I like that. I'll take that. But I don't look at price. Yeah. I look at ingredient yeah. efficacy, totally. you know, all those things that go along with it. So yeah. It was interesting to hear to hear that though, because yeah, you yeah. guys just said that too. You've well, got good stuff. Well, no, you guys have great stuff, and here's the thing: is that Alex and I are building up our retail here because right now we just do drop ship, and so we're trying to build yeah. up our our retail. And we love PCA, and so that's what we use in in service. That's what we sell to our clients. But now we've got this bigger audience, and when we were looking at the new price list, I was like, this is really expensive. I was like, I'm just looking at the wholesale price, girl. That's why I can afford it. But yeah. this is really expensive. So now we're out looking for like the the lower to have a mix. To have a mix, which exactly. I guess is this, exactly exactly what yeah. you're saying. Because it's hard when you love when look when you love what you do for many reasons. It sounds like we're on the same track, <laughs> the three of us, mm-hmm. and we love to sh- look. Look, when you're coming in to get your skin done, you want whatever it is gone yesterday. So we're like yeah. results driven. We want it to work, ingredients driven. But that costs money. It costs money or it just takes a lot of time to find the ones that don't necessarily cost so much but Which still ends work. up costing you more money and more fucked up skin. Well, we're trying to find our youth to the people is what I'm trying to say. We're trying to, <laughs> that isn't more money, more fucked up skin, but it's just like not quite PCA and Viron. But it's gonna get well, you. It's yeah. gonna get. It's gonna get you where you need to go. At least an intro for people who maybe are just now like, I don't want to use Cetaphil anymore. Exactly. <laughs> They're exactly. stepping well, stone. They yeah. Well, here's what I always say to people like that, and you can use this as well. I think it helps to educate them. Also, is like understanding that you know pr- people are price sensitive in in all aspects, especially now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've used this forever is like, okay, let's spend the most, like, let's figure out what your biggest concern is. And then let's tackle that with a serum and like, whatever that serum is, you're going to have to be okay with the price. Cause we're going to give you the right serum and then use Cetaphil soap and use, you know, a different cream if you if you can't afford it but let's get like the worker bee let's get it working so you see results and then Mm -hmm. once you see results you're going to understand the power that truly good skincare and actives can take hold and like i you know i'm always like fuck the cleanser let's go straight to a serum or an eye cream or you know a cream because the serum really is the one that's there Mm. closest to the dermis, Mm -hmm. right? It's the one that's going to do all the work. So like, follow-up question. I've got a follow-up question for you because this is my new, this is my new, um, uh, I don't know what the word is quest, I guess to find. So Mm. I, I'm looking for 
not even for myself, more so to recommend. A good, wet, not cheap, under $50 moisturizer. What do you mean by wet? So what I mean by wet is like, um, like, lot, like high water base, but not gel. Like lots of like maybe uh, sodium lower, uh, not sodium lower. Yeah, what you don't uh, want sodium, sodium lower. No, no, no. So, uh, sodium uh, hyaluronate. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, um, we don't know if it exists. Can I you make it in it your line? <laughs> it, it no. <laughs> um, I, I'm not doing skincare. Um, a couple pieces of skincare just of what mm. people keep asking for that don't exist but I'm not doing I'm not doing skincare mm-hmm. um I let's see a wet moisture well there was this brand from New Zealand that's exactly what you're talking about uh-huh but and I was gonna bring it in it was lovely and it was around it was a little maybe it was 60 once the U.S. because they had to land the goods and every right, right duties right, right. and forth um but they took during COVID, they're undergoing a rebrand. Mm. Oh, shit. Um, but another one, I'm trying to think what I have in my store and like visualize it. Cause I, I have incredibly dry, dehydrated, parched, aging, like yes. no matter what I do, yes. it's just dry. Yeah. Like it looks I could drink a hundred grams of call it, well, I, you know, have yeah. like nine things of oil on it. <laughs> um, so like, I don't test those products. I make other people in my office test them because they just don't work on me. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Same for me. Now I'm curious what is over here because I haven't gone through any of this yet because mm. you know are you familiar do you ever use pca or no i haven't used it i've seen it but i haven't okay. used it okay. do you love it i love it but and also they have a product uh, their moisturizer is called rebalance which i love and it is that but i just feel like and it's great oh, wait i have one i have one around that price yes I lied. what tell me alpin yes. do you know alpin no. Alpen, yes. I have um, the overnight, like, hydrating mask from them. Alpen Beauty. She just released a new, like, bounce cream. Ooh. It's exactly what you're talking about, but her eye cream is the shit. Okay, I'm going to get it. it. I'm going to get it. I'm excited. Because I... Yeah. Eye cream is the shit. But the other brand that's, like, not expensive that I launched years ago, I don't sell anymore, but I still talk to the founder, who I love, is... um, is oh, I just saw it in my cabinet. What was that? I just lost my train. Am I always like this? <laughs> it is- it's us. We, we're like ADD. No, and it's not. Give I it to other people. ADD. Shit. Oh, One Love Organics. Yes. One love. Okay, yes, yes, the yes. Skin Suzanne do? is lovely. And like her balm is great. And her, you know, original cleanser is great. But Alpin, Kendra, if you want an introduction to her, I'd be happy to make one. She's- Thank you. She's in Jackson Hole, and that cream, her that brand, like the creamy bubbly cleanser, is great. The eye cream is amazing. The regular face cream is great. She has a a mask. You're right, that just came out. But I have to say, not her hero. Like, and I mm. and the vitamin C bounce cream. I put a little on my hand, and it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But I can't use it because my skin is so dry. Okay. It's the same yeah. for me. I need it to be thick mm. and heavy. Oh yeah. Yeah, as the fuck. thicker the better. Well, don't try talk about bougie products. <laughs> the the best thickest cream that I've ever tried is the MBR 
um, cream extraordinary. It's like $695. One day. But holy shit. Is it amazing? It, I'd never heard of, I mean, you guys are skincare experts. Like, yeah. had you ever heard of colloidal gold? No, no, I've heard of colloidal. Oh, you know, that's not true. I have heard of it. I've heard of colloidal silver I, also. But I've never known of it silver, in a product. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I've gold, heard of yes. colloidal silver, but I've never heard of colloidal I knew, gold. I knew it was possible because I'm, I'm a, this is how crazy I am. I've looked into how to, like how one makes colloidal silver. And I saw, I know it's like a, a you've got to buy something that creates a chemical process to pull it from, to pull the silver yeah. from whatever, and the particles from the silver to deposit into water. And so I saw in looking into this somewhat seriously that you can do the same with gold, but I've never seen somebody use it. I've never seen a product with it. Well, so I sell this brand. It's the most expensive brand and I had been seeing it. Like it's very limited distribution. It's a start all of a sudden in the last like six months, I've started seeing it other places. But um, it's this German scientist. It's been around forever. It's the packaging is not that great. Um, it's very hard to understand. The liquid surgery serum is twenty two hundred dollars. But it's what? but to give you an idea, you use it three months a year, so three bottles. It's basically like Botox in a bottle, and you only use it in the winter. And the best example I can give in like really straightforward terms is. When a tree sucks off, sucks carbon monoxide and outputs oxygen, this serum puts oxygen into your skin. You actually notice a difference. And this cream, Extraordinary, is from them, and it is incredibly like hydrating, hydrating and anti-aging. And he doesn't believe in scaling up his products, so he makes them in vats of 500 units only mm. because he, he doesn't want the ingredients to get mixed the wrong way. Still to this day, they're made in batches of 500. So I for, for just six, thought in my head how I could maybe justify. For $6,000 a year? I'm buying a $700 face right, cream. For $6,000 like, a well, year, I can make this Well, work. I always say to these women, I'm like, look, you go and get Botox and filler and lasers all mm-hmm. the time. Like, that, that's costing you 6 to 10 to 12 to 15 Who totally. knows what these women are spending? You're not, why wrong. Are you even, You're not wrong Why are you even all. thinking twice about this? When Liz Chan told me it's how much she paid for filler, I was shocked. Shocked. Yeah, shocked. it can be really expensive. $4,000. Shocked. What? You're not shocked at all. You're just like, yeah, that's what it costs. I was shocked. I mean, that's, that seems pretty cheap, to be honest. <gasps> like, I don't know how much they got. I don't know. I don't have filler. But, like, I know it can get real expensive. Yeah, so let's say that to the listeners so they understand. Because sometimes I feel like we put these numbers out and it just sounds exactly what I'm saying, like <laughs> bougie bitches talking about. But it's like once no. you... But because people don't know what these things cost. They just see that people are doing it. But once you start to put lay out the numbers and you say... Yeah, the fact that you just said that's cheap, girl. Four thousand dollars <laughs> fillers, but you're not wrong. I've never done but it I'm before. Not wrong. Yeah, it's also dependent upon how much you get and yeah. who's doing it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, sure, you can probably go get Botox for three hundred dollars. Is one of your eyes gonna droop, yeah. and then the other <laughs> side of your bulge head in your forehead? Too hot? Yeah. And is it you know real Botox or is it like the stuff they order on Alibaba from China? Oh, right? I'm dead. I'm dead. No, is so that scary. a thing that you can order on no, Alibaba? No, 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 no. Yes. That's so scary. I have never injected my face you, with I'm anything, no, but I will ask do beforehand, did you get this from Alibaba? Well, if you're going to, like, a, a creditable doctor, yeah. right? These are the things. You're not yeah. going to look like a freak. And, like, also the people who, in my, in from what I understand and in my personal experience, I don't want to, like, you know, cause any problems, although clearly I do that really well. 
um, <laughs> is that, you know, the the people who are who do a better job, they charge more because they're artists. Yeah. Right. So like they're they're actually an artist on your face. Mm-hmm. So like you only have one face. Yeah. Why on earth would you go get cheap Botox or cheap filler? Like you don't know what's wrong. Like go once, spend the money, go to the right person who's not going to overdo you, and you look like you know, a clown mm-hmm. and, or an overpainted dragon or something. It's like with microblading. They mm-hmm. go and they look like they got their eyebrows stamped on, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And that ink is Do you know no, that? It's I not going to be black. It's going to be green in five years, like my grandmother's. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. You're like, this is your face. Yeah. Now you'll go spend $2,000 on a handbag. Yeah. But you won't. Yeah. Go and get Botox from the right person? You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, I've heard people, I was reading something the other it's day. It's like face, dude. Sorry. Yeah, your face. Sorry, 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 you're making so many good points. You only have one fucking face. Why would you fuck with your face? Sorry, Shapiro, go. No, sorry. it's true. I was reading this article the other day about all these women who, and obviously this is, these are just these women. Not everyone has this experience with fillers, but they got fillers put in their cheeks and their cheeks just looked so puffy and it like never went away. What? <laughs> Seemingly never went away. Like they just stayed puffy for years. And I yeah. think of like certain celebrities who I've seen who have gotten stuff done where you're like, oh, that needs to like come out. Like this just shouldn't well, they can be there. put a disintegrator in it. I think that's what Court, um, not Courtney Love, Courtney Cox did. But he did. But I'm like, maybe uh-huh. these people spend all the money on the filler mm-hmm. and they didn't have money to get the disintegrator. I don't know. But I'm just like, <laughs> where did you go that they made your cheeks so so puffy like that that it looked terrible? That's scary. And you're absolutely you made such a great point in that like you're absolutely right. Is that it's people. It is the people that have the $2,000 bags, $4,000 bags that are going to get the cheap Botox. You're exactly right. And that's what's so Mm -hmm. fucked up about it. But the person with, like, the tote bag from the grocery store will go spend more money. It me. (laughs) Me too. I mean, I love me some Botox. Don't get me wrong. I've got two kids. Jesus Christ. If I survive them, like, you know. No, um, it's true. Bags, yo, I mean, I get, look, bags are a good investment because that, them shits do not go down in price. Like, it doesn't matter if you're getting them from the real, real, from the store. That shit is still $4,000. Yeah, I mean, all no, I know. I haven't bought a new handbag and I don't even know. Never. Me never. Give Same. me a shoe. Give I, me a shoe before a handbag. I mean, anyway. I don't buy anything anymore. I'm just not like. Good for you. Unless it's a good pair of sweatpants. I'm still on <laughs> Listen, <laughs> my friends today were like, you look so cute. They were like, you're wearing, I haven't seen them in months. They were like, you're wearing real shoes. I didn't know anyone wore shoes anymore after the pandemic. I'm like, like walk around without shoes. And they're like, no, everyone's just wearing sneakers. I'm like, I mean, I've been going to work. Yeah, I forced Like everyone works from home, but I'm like, no, I go out and I I need to kind of look decent. I worked the entire time (laughs) during the pandemic too. I didn't have a day off. Whenever I hear those people, they're like, oh, I found myself or I, you know, Whatever. I started at cooking bread. I'm like, must be fucking nice. Do you know what I did during the pandemic? Fucking homeschooled my kids one day like a teacher. Then I was a fucking construction worker. Like I would go to my job site at 6 a.m. and I wouldn't leave till 2 a.m. Because if I left, those motherfuckers wouldn't leave. They would leave. Two nights they left me there. I fell asleep on like planks of wood because oh it was like I was tired. 
I'm like, you know, one day I come downstairs into our new basement. The tile had just been laid, and I'm the first one down the stairs. And it was a flood the night before, and shit water had backed up two (gasps) inches. And I slipped and fell all the way back, and I didn't even get up. I just laid there crying, and everyone was like... Looking around, like, what do we do with her? Like, not even like, oh my god, the flood! Like, oh my god, she's laying in shit water, and she literally is not gonna get up. She's just gonna fucking lay there and cry. And I did. I was like, I just need a minute. Like, it was a few minutes. I just like started bawling. Like, oh my god, what the fuck did I get myself oh, into again? My god, I know again. this feeling so well. I know this yes. feeling so well. We can really relate. This was needed. This yeah. chat. Yeah. Ownership is yeah. hard. Yes, yes, yes. Um, thank you. Okay, Hilarious. thank you so much for everything. This is a great chat. You're the best. Did we actually you talk the best. about beauty. This at was all? so good. This, <laughs> this was, was a lot of fun. I didn't know what to expect, but this was so fun. <laughs> this was really thank fun. You so much. Now I need to come it to was. Shen. Yes, you, you do. But can you come in the new year when I'm back and I'm yeah. not coming in my home? Yes. So I can. I would offer you both to come in for facials, but. And Aww. even though my people are truly amazing, well, do you want to get a facial from somebody else? Of I don't course. know. I haven't had a facial from someone else Ever. since pre-COVID. I think the same. I think so. The same. I think you should both come in in the new year, and I'll treat you both to facials from other people. Oh my god, That's I amazing. would love that. That oh would be my god, incredible. do you know how much we need that? Yes, and then you got to yes. come in when we finish our new studio. You've got to come, come in. in. I would love that. We're going to have yeah. microcurrent? Okay. Yeah, we'll have microcurrent. Oh, we have those. We have two of those real expensive machines. Oh, okay. all right. Listen. Listen. Well, I got nothing to brag to about then, girl. We're broke now, so we need those complimentary facials. Those damn machines cost the price of a Cadillac. It's wild yeah. when we were doing our research, and I've used them in past jobs, but, you know, I was just a worker. I didn't know what the things cost. I knew they were expensive, but... You know, it's fine. We're just going to work and pay it back. Exactly. We're going to lift like, them cheeks and pay it back. Do it. At least we'll look good. It. Yeah, you got it. Will you tell our listeners where they can find Shen, where they can find you on the internets and IRL? Okay. So Shen is currently, Shen is located at 138 Court Street in Brooklyn. It's in Cobble Hill, right next door to Trader Joe's and a wine store. And Chipotle. Um, Magic block. uh, Yeah, magic block. Chipotle, Trader Joe's, and a wine store. Hey. Um, And then our website is shen-beauty.com because the guy wants $100,000 for (laughs) shenbeauty.com. And and I just don't find it that important. And Instagram is shenbeauty. Love it. At least you got to get the Shen beauty with no dash for Instagram. Instagram, Exactly. I mean, (laughs) hey guys. Hey. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Jessica Richards. Um, is she, is she cool or what? I know she's, she's really she's really dope. cool. Mm-hmm. She's pioneered a big part of our industry in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and that's just that. Yeah, and I love that she's for helping women. You know, and and I think mm-hmm. that honestly, what she was saying at the end, there's there's definitely some truth in that, and in. You know, in speaking with a lot of women on this podcast, obviously we speak about like the different waves of feminism and the different waves of women going to work and making it to like the top of these industries. And unfortunately, there 
there has always been sort of like this limiting mindset of there's only room for one of us or there's only room for two of us and bitch, it's me, it ain't you. And I mm-hmm. love that... I'll speak for Alex and I and for definitely the women that we bring on to this show. I think that we're a generation that's reaching down, that's saying, bitch, come on up here. I got a cousin. You want to know somebody else? I got a sister. She knows some people. We all going to be up here. And I love that Jessica is truly down for that and is truly wanting to bring women up with her and help people, I should say, people with her and helping these smaller brands become big brands. And I just think it's beautiful. You know, we need more of that for sure. Everybody needs help. We said that at the top of the show. Like everybody needs a little bit of help to get anywhere in life. And we all have to be there for each other. Yes. Um, I love that. Yeah. So you guys should definitely check out Shen. Um, Mm -hmm. If you live locally, you should go to the store. Yes. Guys, you know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on the gram. You can find us on the gram. (laughs) I missed that song. Sorry. At True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Yeah. You can follow our individual accounts also. I'm the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Lindley. Um, and you can email us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. You know what else you guys could do? You can come and hang with us at 166 Franklin Street. We're going to be opening in uh, February. And it's looking so beautiful. I can't. I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. I know that I've been saying it. so nice. We've been teasing it up for you guys for like weeks now, but we're just fucking thrilled. It's going to be awesome. You can find us at 166 Franklin. We're also obviously sticking around at 419 Graham. So we've got a Williamsburg location. We got a Franklin, a Greenpoint location. (laughs) Um, And you can make appointments at truebeautybrooklyn.com. Don't you dare just show up. We won't let you in. You got to yeah, make don't. an appointment. Sorry. Love y'all. But, you know, so does everybody else. So you got to get in line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and although Alex is sick with COVID right now, everybody is COVID tested and boosted and vaxxed. And we wear gloves and we wear N95 masks and we're super, super clean. So and she's not coming around until she's healthy again. So don't you worry yeah. about that. Also, I stopped working <laughs> the second that my husband tested positive. I hadn't even tested positive yet. Yes. So we take great precaution. Yes. We don't want to be spreading no Marion. <laughs> I can't. But that's it. We love you guys. Let us that's know what it. you think of this episode. We'll be back next week. See you later. See you then. Bye. Bye. This has been a COCBK production. Produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our engineer is Bart Tripoli. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com slash ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.